Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. There are challenges you face in your life. They'll be different. So really, I tell everybody, stop reading your, stop reading other people's success stories and really start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by the success. I always tell people about that. You can read their stories, but remember, it's their story. And it's important you start writing your own story and setting your own goals and start planning and being committed to your own personal effort. My next two guests are about being committed to their effort, being committed to a plan. And actually, I'm pretty sure when they started talking about this dream, people probably looked at them sideways, told them that was impossible. There can only be one BET, you know. People, I always tell people, don't let your friends, your your relatives, you know, your church followers, anybody, even somebody you love who loves you, sway you from your dream. I always tell people also that if you try to be a doctor, don't talk to a mechanic. Vice versa. Yeah. Try to be a mechanic, don't talk to a doctor. So you have to go to people who understand you, and that's why I created Money Making Conversation. My next two guests are Marquise Lupton and William Wade II. I call them WW2. <laughs> <laughs> They're two of the founders of TCP Network. TCP stands for the Cultural Professional Network. They recently took their business up another notch in this new year, bringing their content on Roku, which is really, really important. Launching their Roku channel, TCP TV. TCP TV aims to give people of all color and other disenfranchised groups a voice on this platform and supports its community through broadcasting content, community service events, and media literacy camps for kids. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my friends, because we've been trying to get this connected for about three weeks. Marquise Lupton, and he's not in studio, but it's my man, the WW2, uh, William Wade II. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Uh, you know, you know, you got a name like that, WW, I got to give you some hype. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, you know, you know, this is a conversation I'm having with both of you about a network called the Cultural Professional Network. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm going to reference you, Marquise, and sometimes I'm going to reference you, William. But feel free to create this in the, a, a, a conversation about your brand that each one feels comfortable by chiming in because I really want to let my audience know and also build name and brand recognition. That's what it's about. When you come on shows like this, so people walk away with a clear understanding of what you're trying to do. And I'm going to I want to just start the interview by saying congratulations by getting on the Roku platform. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It was uh, it, it was actually a um, uh, it, it was part of our like five year plan, um, mm -hmm. and it and it happened in in three years. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. it's a um, testament um, to the team that we have right now. We have uh, to date about uh, about forty people. Uh, that that helped this thing move, you know, um, uh, um, and and everyone from start to finish, top to bottom, left to right, um, has has really helped this dream come true. Now, when you say dream come true, what is the dream? Uh, the dream, the dream is all right. Um, if, if, if I could have everybody just uh, a dream with me, real quick. All right, uh, on the right hand side, you have your uh, local news. You know, right. um, your local affiliates, your your ABCs, CBSs, NBCs. Uh, you know that that 
uh, this group over here, they're they're not going to cover certain stories um, uh, that that affect uh, certain neighborhoods. Um, certain neighborhoods, you know that they're only going to have a, a, a narrative um, come out of that neighborhood. That they're not going to uh, search for those um, feel-good stories, those uh, stories that uh, take a, a little bit more elbow grease to get. So you have your local affiliates over here. Over here, you have your CB, I mean, your uh, major CBSs, uh, you have your CNNs, MSNBCs, and you have your BETs. Um, we know that uh, when they talk about uh, the melanated people, uh, uh, people of color in this country, uh, it's it's more so like a broad stroke. Uh, it, it's mm -hmm. never going to get down to individual communities, uh, individual neighborhoods. Uh, that's where TCP exists. We exist right in that middle um, be, because we know that the local uh, affiliates, um, they're not going to uh, get the stories that uh, really address us. Um, and the national, uh, they're not really going to uh, have that microscope, uh, so to speak, to, um, to break down certain stories that happen in certain neighborhoods, communities, and what have you. So we exist kind of right in that middle sphere, uh, mm -hmm. as we said. Let me ask you now, William, now the network has 10 shows. And now you have a show which I, I'm about to ask you to start talking, it's called Say Less. So, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, in, in the world of what we're talking about, a lot of people say sometimes you should speak up. So when you have a title called Say Less, William, what do you mean by that? Say Less is actually probably the opposite because we say the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, that is exact. It, it's kind of like a, a just a play on words. We we are very outspoken on our show. Uh, mm -hmm. if, if you've ever seen Say Less for anybody out there, we we cover pop culture, but we also get into social issues, and we do it unfiltered. We do it with uh, with with no no. Uh, there's there's nobody to tell us what we can and can't say. And that's what you get with TCP and you won't get on regular news or regular TV. Like we don't have nobody telling us we can't say this and we can't say that. So we okay, are okay, going to speak okay, because nobody you else say, is going to do it for us. Okay. You say less. I, I'm, I'm a guest. Don't say less. I'm, I'm on the show. Okay. Let's talk about some of the topics because you know, that's what money making conversation is. It's a conversation about the community. It allows you to have a voice. Like I got, I, you know, got special guest Marquise over here, you know, and I'm just stumbling upon the show. Hit me with a couple of topics so I can join in. Come on with you. <laughs> okay, well, yesterday we, we did say less, and I started talking about colorism, okay? So, because mm -hmm. there was a conversation on One Night in Miami where Jim Brown had checked, he not checked, but he was speaking to Malcolm X, and he asked, why was he so militant? Uh, was he militant? Did it have to do, because he was light-skinned. Um, right. And I think colorism, I know colorism still exists today. Has colorism affected you in any way? Now, I would say that because I'm a black man, anytime I walk in a room, I've, lo I've, I've lost my competitive edge because you know who I am. Okay, that's where white people don't have to deal with colorism. You know, they have to deal with being a different shade. I don't know if they're Italian. I don't know if they're Jewish. I don't know if they're Greek. You know, in some situations, I might not even know that you are from a Latin America country. So a colorism, just taking it out of the 
African-American community, which we know exists there as well. But from a global perspective, I, I am at a loss because you know my ace. I can't play a game. I can't play in the shadow of me being somebody else or coming from a different culture because you know for a fact I'm either African or I'm black. And so looking at who I am, you're probably going to say he's a black guy. So from a colorism, has always played a, a game in my life, but I haven't let it stop me because I've realized that's the hand I've been dealt with. And yeah. so with that being said, I always tell people, we might tell people, you know, racism does exist. So it's your, I, your purpose to get in the sight line of the decision makers. I always tell people, decisions are always made when people are looking forward. People never look back to make a decision. They never do. They never turn around and go, oh, let me see who's behind me. Oh, Bill, I want you to come back here. They make a decision looking front, left or right. And so that's how I see with your brand, TCP. You know, you guys are in front of the decision makers now. Who are the decision makers? The viewers. And so so when you ask me about my color, I always tell people, look, I deal with it. But my job is to be in front of the decision makers. And as long as I can stay in front of the decision makers, I have an edge. And I'm not going to let that beat me down. And that's how I've been able to stay ahead of the curve. I hear that. Okay. Okay. Was that all right, William? Can I come on your show again? That was, that was, you can come on anytime. You can come on anytime. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, but but, but that's why that's why when I when I I, I reached out to you guys because I saw an article on you and I went, you know, we all got to have a plane. You know, everybody has this theory because you know I grew up on BET like we all did, and BET started out with music videos and then they started. You know, my boy Ed Gordon was the was the you know was the black voice of news and then all of a sudden BET kind of like went away they stopped mm. serving the public for for they never went they never did um uh do it yourself shows they never did cooking shows you see own is trying to go in that direction so black people have always been uh, uh catered to like you know we want action we want a uh, comedy and uh you want music in the entertainment world, especially in the television or the streaming medium. So that's why I'm happy to see what you guys are doing because when I see hip hop and politics, King's Court, Boss Talk, Sit Down with the Johnsons, you know, Say Less, Opinionated Facts, these are shows that I've been waiting for because of streaming networks and, and innovative gentlemen like you allowed me and my family and my friends and people of color to say, guess what? We can participate. Absolutely. And, and, and that's really what what helped uh, build TCP. Um, we we built this thing off of uh, uh, Facebook, off of Facebook Live. Uh, so so it was that that audience participation. Um, it, it was it was active, active TV watching um, right. where where as a viewer, um, you're not only watching the content, but you can um, be a part of the conversation and and really help control uh, the flow of the conversation to a degree. Right. Um, and um, and especially over the pandemic, um, when when everything shut down, uh, that's when we really experienced a, a explosion. Um, because everybody was at home, um, everybody was just uh, scrolling through their phone. Um, so what we said, um, we had to move on from the um, studio that we were at um, at that time um, because of COVID. And we said, all right, well, look, um, we're just going to do this from my garage. Um, and we're just going to broadcast from my garage. And and for about 
uh, four months um, in the pandemic, we broadcasted mm-hmm. from my garage. We did it up um, a, a, a little bit, um, but during that time, again, people were just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and just absorbing and, and really enjoying our content. Um, and, and then with that, the protests over the summer came. Um, right. and, and that's when we, we witnessed another surge um, because we were, we were right in the thick of things, um, getting, getting the real stories, getting the real reactions of the people. Um, we, we went to places where um, other, other journalists um, may have been a bit fearful, um, but because we shared the, the same personal story um, uh, of, of people that were protesting, we had access to places and people during that time that really uh, helped us tell, tell the story. Um, and, and that's where uh, people began to really see the, the effect and the reason why we exist. Cool. Uh, William, yeah, really let me ask you this. Year two, uh, mm-hmm. 2020, uh, we were all down. It, it was terrible, but th- it was a lot to talk about. And right. that makes for great content. So we spoke about it. When you say when you say terrible, are you talking about the George Floyd or the loss of life from COVID because it was just overtly affecting people of color? What was the terrible part about the conversation? All of the above. Um, COVID hit, and um, we we never stopped working. So we was they saw in real time our reaction was like their reaction. Like we right. we had no idea what we were going through. Like it was it was a scary time. And then during that time, uh, the George Floyd thing happened and um, all over the country, including our city, there were there were protests everywhere. And we were on the front lines. We were at the protests. We were covering these things. And during these protests, a young man was killed by police in our very city. And we were first on the scene to cover that. So like all of these things, like we were there, we were we were in the mix. We were in D.C. for 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 that um March, uh, the, the get your knee off our next March. We were there. Like we were everywhere during this year. Um, when it was just rough for people, we were, we, we were, we were working. Well, you know, vice, uh, programming and which I'm a big fan of, and it f- feels very much that you guys are doing vice, which is organic, authentic programming that feels, uh, gritty and, uh, and from a, from a, um, an original point of view. Am I close to saying the style of programming that you guys are trying to bring to the to the people of color community? Um, I would say that we're we're a mix between um, Vice and um, and Tyt on the Young mm-hmm. Turks. Um, I, but we're we're just melanated, you know. This is melanated <laughs> media, like we like to say. And you know, now we got these ten programs. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm gonna take it this way. I'm gonna take this way, way. You know, when I look at boss talk and I look at King's Court and hip hop and politics, you know, that to me is I'm not seeing that nowhere else. So that's important to hear that because I can't hear that on the radio, I can't hear that on Sirius XM, even though they say that's what they do. You know, you know they, you know they, they, they've had the same people do the host the same shows for the last ten years, and that's serious talk. And if you go to the to the uh, HBCUs, they're over. They're inundated by jazz stations and adult programming. It really is crazy to me when I go to college stations and I go, "Hey, who are they trying to? Who are the listeners fitting up?" And so that means they miss the whole voice of what I think 
these schools are supposed to be attuning to. And so, so when I listen to what you guys are doing, it feels like I'm hitting the millennial generation. Uh, William, is that, am I wrong in saying that? No, um, we were we were blessed with the internet and with the internet, we were able to cut out the, the middleman and, and give it to the people straight, no filter. And, mm -hmm. and that's what we try to do. And we're going to hit it from all angles using the technology that we had and the technology that we've had when we started to the technology that we have now has allowed us to be capable of doing things that we wouldn't even have dreamed about in the beginning. And so, so it's, it's moving at a rapid pace. Um, and yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're going to do is take complete advantage of every media platform that we can. Now, here's the funny part now, Marquise. You know, you say you started on Facebook Live. So I, I, my general impression that y'all y'all were like out there. You know, it was raw. It was uh, unpredictable. Uh, it was learning on the, on, on the fly. Uh, people, people commenting. You're dropping some information accurate, but it was from the heart. Talk about those early, those early years of, of launching the network. <laughs> oh man! So, um, so we we started um uh, in in a community center, um mm -hmm. in in a um studio that wasn't used for about ten years. Um, so there was there was just a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, reception. Um, no ventilation. Uh, and, and we had to <laughs> hold our phones. So like we, we would have to hold the phone for an hour, you know, 75 minutes, 90 minutes, however long the show is. And our arm was a tripod and like, um, coming up, that was like a running joke, uh, TCP, TCP, uh, they'll have you hold the phone. They'll have you hold the phone for an hour, you know? So, <laughs> so that was, uh, uh, really like, um, that was a humbling. Uh, it, it was very, very humbling. And, and then, um, and then at times when the community center was closed, you know, we had to figure out ways to still put on the show and, and everything because we wanted to be consistent with this. Um, our start is what uh, really is our strong foundation um, because we really leaned on one another um, at the beginning. And, and, and now we can share those stories now, like, oh, we got a uh, studio now. Uh, but at the beginning, um, I remember when we were running off of uh, one light, you know, um, when we were all sweating in the studio. Uh, those times were very humbling. Sometimes no. they lock us out the building and we can't get in. And that's your Roku, your Roku channel. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, don't let, when I, when I hear your story and I read your story, it's really about overcoming the odds. And like I said, people kicking dirt in your face and people questioning you, people being more critical but not seeing the vision or the passion or the hope or the dreams. And now you're on the Roku channel, which is the ultimate platform for, you know, for, for streaming channels. It really is, you know. You know, Roku is like, it's like, you know, you, 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 you get it on, like any smart TV has Roku. That's the beauty of when you're going from a technology standpoint. You're not being left. If you buy a new TV, it's a smart TV. It will have a Roku channel. And you guys are on there. How can one find your your you on the search button on the Roku channel? Just go up and and type in right in your search bar, TCP television. It'll pop right up and click wow. on it. Okay, now who started crying first? Uh, who 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 was like in disbelief and kept typing in TCP TCP to make sure it worked? 
<laughs> I, I think I watched it for 75 <laughs> I'm 100% our biggest fan. Absolutely. Well, well, you got your brother, yeah. Brandon yeah. Way. He does opinionated facts. I see. I love this a family operation because I, I see Marquise, Marquise, you have a you have case you have a TCP in the morning, you have that show, and then I see mm -hmm. uh, yes, Reverend sir. Sherry Lupton uh, does reset. Mm -hmm. Boss talk by Jesse Cannon, King's Court by Andre Dixon, uh, Hip Hop and Politics by Nina Falk, Taekwon Wright. I love that. What is tenth floor? What is tenth floor? Um, tenth floor. That is um, that is our. Uh, a sports and and pop culture show, and it right. also uh, takes a little a little deeper uh, look into sports uh, than our um, opinionated facts show. Um, um, opinionated facts, that's more you know, it's in its name. Um, uh, opinions. Mm -hmm. Ten floor takes uh, takes a little bit deeper dive, looking at uh, statistics and tying that into uh, pop culture and whatnot. Well, my friend, how can I help you? I, I got you know Twitter. I got social media. I got 1.6 million uh, brand influencers. I'd love to be able to send me some banners because that's what this show is about. You know, I'm not charging anybody anything, but you know, God has allowed me to live my dream. This is part of my dream. You know, being able to talk to talented individuals like you, and I consider you visionaries. And the visionaries uh, need partnerships. I'm a partner in trying to be able to market and be able to. Get the word out. So if you send me banners, I put in my weekly newsletter. You, uh, you send me banners. I post it on my social media because I'm proud of you. And I, I just want to thank you guys for being patient with me because we rescheduled a couple of times because in earnest, I wanted to put my best foot forward in presenting this interview to America. I uh, really appreciate it. Hey, William Marquise, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Money Making Conversation on the platform. On the TCPnetwork.com. Okay, cool. Uh, thank y'all for coming on the show. I want to appreciate y'all. We're going to get this aired immediately, and we're going to start promoting and doing our part to make this winning situation and winning opportunity. I'm so proud of you guys to be on that Roku platform. I really, that is a big deal. It's not nothing that I'm going to shy away from and say that anybody can get on it, and that's not true. You're creating valid, consumable program for people of color. Your 10 shows are only the beginning. Again, thank you for taking the time to come on Money Making Conversation. And like I told everybody, keep winning, okay? Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Cool. All right. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversations interviews, please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashad McDonald. I'm your host.